0: And hello, movie lovers. And we have a menu for you. We're gonna be, Chef Rossi's here with me, and we're gonna be serving up a very nice dish. It's gonna be served as the menu, and you are the menu for tonight. So we appreciate you coming and making a reservation with us. So it's a pleasure to be able to do this, and it's an honor to do this for you. So with further ado, let's go on ahead. Let's get, get to cooking. Hey, Rossi. Hey,
1: John.
0: Hey, guys. And tonight we're actually going to be talking about the menu. This movie came out, of course, in 2022. This also had a budget of $30 million. I mean, $79.6 million at the box office which is not that much. But it's been the most talked about movie on HBO Max back in January. So, you know, I definitely enjoy this film. For what it is, I and basically, if you guys don't know about what this is, this is about. It's basically about this uh, person named uh, Foodie Tyler, who's actually uh, led forward in his date, Margaret Mills, traveled by boat to Hawthorne, an exclusive restaurant owned by operated by, operated by celebrity chef Julian Solick. Solik. So the first thing I need to say is this: if Lord Baltimore and Gordon Ramsay had a child, this right. would be him. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. This guy, um, I, I thought about that too. when when I saw him um, and you get to the island um, and, and before we even get there, can we, we're going to start with our, our first snack. Okay. So on the boat, they're going to serve us. We're going to first have our um, lemon caviar served on a raw oyster shell. Okay. Or on a raw oyster. And um, it's a mignette. And just to let you guys know, a mignette is garlic, shallots, and vinegar. So we're going to have our first taste on the boat, okay? Yum.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) But you know what, though? I like the fact that they actually have only 12 characters in this movie to where it doesn't seem too convoluted, where they have, like, oversaturated with different characters. So you're able to keep up with each character. And I was actually shocked to see John, uh, John Leguizamo in this movie right. and things like that. So I definitely love the fact that we we have him in this movie. This movie is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The other guests are attending the dinner are Leon Bloom, a food critic or editor Ted wealthy regulars, Richard and Ann Levernant. Right. Watched up movie star George Diaz, his personal <laughs> assistant, Felicity Lynn <laughs> business partner Soren. Dave and Bryce and Zolik's alcoholic mother, Linda. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely,
1: and just just to let you guys know, like this is an awesome cast. They, I didn't know John Lake Wazano was in it. It's it's a it's an odd it's an odd cast, you know, because you 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 don't figure them all being together, and then throwing John Lake Wazano in there was just awesome surprise. Um, he plays the movie star chorus. Um, we have Anya Taylor Joy, who's Margot. We have Ralph Fiennes. He's Chef Slowik, uh, Slowik, Slowik. Um, Nicholas Holt. um, Holt is Tyler. Hong Chao is is Alisa. And we love Alisa. She's, I love her in this part as his right hand woman, chef's right hand woman. And then we have Judith Light, who is uh, Angela from Who's the Boss, is um, our our older couple. And so I love uh, getting on the boat, going to that island. You kind of get what's going to go on with with this. Uh, We've seen many movies like this but i was pretty excited for the menu and you go to this beautiful island and you enter this beautiful restaurant this box of a building and it's absolutely beautiful but what did you think when you're when we're entering the restaurant and the doors or whatever it is the wall closes behind you
0: It's like we're locked in with these people, and we're the people that's eating with them. Absolutely. Where we become the people that are witnessing this with them and trying to figure this out with them, and we're along for the ride. That's what it feels like to be. It feels like we are the customers, and this chef is going to be serving us. Therefore, we actually make ourselves feel just as exciting as they are. So that's something I really liked about it. Also, too, this also reminds me of a darker Hellish Hell's Kitchen with Jordan Ramsey. Absolutely.
1: You I, definitely get that. You know, the, the, the chef's a genius. Um, walking in there and uh, Tyler and Margo. Um, and, and by the way, guys, just to let you know, this meal is $1,200 a plate. So it's it's the elites that are coming here, okay? And you find out there's some people here like Lillian Bloom, who's um, a food critic, who's been there many a times you know the older lady and her husband's but there are 11 times um margo being there we'll find out it's just something odd about that um because she ends up not being them but i love the intro you you do feel like you're in a restaurant you do you go in you sit down and and us as the audience i felt like i was excited about what are they going to serve what is it going to be uh, so i i i was looking forward to the menu
0: Same. And then also, too, we also have Alyssa, who knows that Margaret was not Tyler's designated guest for the evening whenever they were on that island, when they were showing how to preserve things and stuff like that, too, before we get over to the restaurant. Then also, you see the quarters that the chefs actually sleep in together. I'm only going to touch on this briefly, and then we'll touch back over into the restaurant area, because that's where our main focus is at. Then you get to see another scene where you actually see how they carry their meat and how they preserve their meats, and how right. if meat is not taken care of, it could actually kill you. Right. And uh, and she goes into the scientific facts of how meat, if you're uh, going ahead and cook bad meat, how it can kill you. Then it goes into the restaurant scene, and nobody's also allowed to go into the chef's house either. So that's right. also another thing, too, that happens.
1: Right, but, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everything so, is respected. The the, the food, uh, the like John said, the meats, everything is respected. And everything that you're eating comes from this island, you know, the ocean, the land. So, yes.
0: And so they set that up and let us see that before we enter the restaurant. Right. And when you see Margaret and Tyler and stuff like that, you see that she's trying to get to know him. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Whenever I was first introduced to her and him, I'm like, okay, so are they co-workers or yeah. are they not not that uh, because of the fact they don't give you a lot of background on them so you're right. trying to figure this out so are they co-workers they just happen to invite her right. what's the deal in the chemistry between the two of them and why does she is asking all these questions about right. Tyler whenever they're actually in this restaurant and then we'll get into that a little later as right. to why right and then you know dinner begins and chef Salik introduces a series of courses delivering right. increasingly unsettling monologues about each dish absolutely absolutely
1: and and the 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 first dish when we get there so we had our we had our mignette on the boat right over and so the first dish that he pulls out is the amuse bouche and the amuse bouche is um he serves a cucumber melon the milk snow and the charred lace and amuse bouche is like it's a party for the mouth it's the first thing that you have um at a restaurant it's a it's free And it's it's always really good and very creative. What did you think about how that looked? The melons, how how that was served?
0: It looked very delicious, to be honest with you. And to know that it was actually a little treat from the chef himself to allow his guests to know that this is actually just the tip of the iceberg because there's going to be more. So, I definitely like that idea. I love the fact that you actually have a food critic who's analyzing the food and going through the textures, the flavors, and then Tyler, who's actually the wannabe Uh, critic. Right. And I'm like, um, we'll get into him a little later, but he's like, and then he's trying to describe how they actually cook their stuff and the utensil, the stuff that they use to prepare the food. And you can definitely tell that he's not a food critic or anything like that. He's just a fanboy. He's just a fan of the chef. Absolutely,
1: he is. And, He's he's and here's one thing guys just to let you know we're not supposed to have phones, we're not supposed to take pictures that's not supposed to happen and they let you know the rules before you get in there so you know you do have Tyler when he gets a, a meal you see him taking a little picture of that. He is an absolute fanboy of this chef, but at the time when I saw it, I thought maybe he was some um some chef or someone really important Tyler um that he could cook or because he knew he knows everything about everything he knows. His palate is just exquisite. He can taste everything in a chef's dish, so mm. that's one thing about Tyler that that we do know, but i I wasn't sure I thought he was some type of chef or whatever, and we'll find out later, you know, but that's that's what I thought Tyler was, and he's totally into it. Go ahead,
0: yeah, he's way into in over yes. his head too. Yes. but you know, whenever I was first introduced to Tyler, my first thought was yeah, you're not a chef. You're not anything. Because I've seen where people do this, where Mm -hmm. they analyze their favorite people and they're not actually they don't do anything. They don't pick up an electric guitar, for example, if you're a fan of a rock band. This guy, I was thinking to myself, is very snobbish. He's just excited because he's actually getting to eat $1,200 worth of food (laughs) and with somebody. And that's all he cares (laughs) about. And he just wants to be there, part of the scene. That's all he is. He's just there for the scene. It took me a minute to get that with Tyler. i I got.
1: yeah i i it took me a minute. I had to watch it a little bit longer, and then, as I watched it, you get to see his personality comes out with, with with every dish and um and then also there's there's situations that are going on at each table. you know you get to know you know the relationship between the movie star John Lake character and uh his assistant. You know there's some you know rift there, the the three pompous assholes at the one table. Um, working for the, 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 the company that they work for. Um, they were just the, the arrogance of them, the, you know, so rude and just thinking that they're better than everyone. And then you have the older couple where something's going on there. They've been together for a long time. The husband's not into her. She looks like she's damn there in tears half the time. And then we have um, Tyler and Margot's table. And I'm still thinking that because we don't know if they're dating or not. I mean, the way that they interact, it seemed like they've known each other, maybe friends, but we don't quite know. So I love how everything's set up, how everything's laid out. And also the kitchen, the chefs in the back, um, the way that they show them, you know, fixing the food. And like you said, just very meticulous with every little ingredient that goes on the
0: plate. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yes. I definitely like how they are so glued in and, and so in tune with what they're doing. Right. And they can see that this is actually a work of art with their food. Yes. And then I like how, okay, so then the chef winds up saying, well, our next plate is going to be, you know how some restaurants winds up ha- giving you bread? Well, right. not, th- n- not here. Now we're going <laughs> to have no bread. No and bread. Tyler's like, is this a bit? Is this really happening right now? What do you right. mean that there's no bread? How do what, what do we eat? And then even the food critics at, are doing that too. They're like, "What right. the hell is going on here?" Right. What do right. you mean? And then even the douchebags at the table is trying to bribe <laughs> right. the waitress into giving <laughs> you, them bread. <laughs> bread,
1: people, bread, bread. but uh, When you go to a restaurant, you know you get bread. They give away bread, and chef explains. The reason why there is no bread, because, you know, he explains that bread is something that peasants ate back in the day when they dipped it in wine. You know, Jesus broke bread with everyone, you know, it's for common folk. And being that they're not common folk, that's why he was like, they're not getting any bread. But he did serve. It was um, it was some type of foamy bread that they served. And and it was like little bits of, of grain or whatever that they you know, made into a foam. Um, he served that, which was really weird, interesting, pretty. It looked like a little palette of paint. You know, but that was that's what I, I liked. It was it was really beautiful. It looked like paint, and everyone's kind of confused. And what I love about having Lillian and Ted there is because for us, they're going to explain everything about the dish, so that we know what it is and how it's supposed to taste, and the brilliance that they they see that the chef put out but everyone was very upset about no bread but it's for common people so and also really quick the whole bread thing you know there's a point where the chef is kind of staring at Margot a lot you know and and he's always just really tuned into her because you find out that she too is she's a common folk you know what i mean so we'll get to that but you know i just wanted to put that in there no bread
0: you see, with Margot's character, I think that she's like us, where, yes. where she doesn't know what to expect from this chef. She doesn't have any idea, and we, everybody's thinking, oh, he's artistic. Right. And he goes, no, he's just an asshole. Right. And, you know, so she's basically saying what we think as an audience who's watching this and viewing this and sitting at this table with them, because I actually do feel like I'm sitting at this table with yes. Tyler and her. Right. And sitting off on the corner of her watching this and I'm like, you know what? I I definitely agree with her. I definitely agree that this guy's a douchebag. Right. And trying to be clever when he's not. And here's Tyler going, Oh, this is a brilliant thing. (laughs) Look, The textures. (laughs) This is so good. He's the only one that's enjoying this.
1: Absolutely. He, he absolutely is enjoying this. And, and Margo's attitude, it's, it's kind of like us. It's, uh, she's not impressed by this, you know, this oyster or this, this, this no bread, she's not impressed by him, you know, because where we come from, we don't go to a place and eat little bites. You know, we, we have regular food, you know, with, with their world, it's all about the, the, the foam of, you know, when they can do a dish with foam and all that. So I, and you watch Margot throughout the whole thing. She's just unimpressed by this whole situation.
0: Let's see. Here. Uh, Abby says, <laughs> Abby. I don't know if I should be laughing at certain parts, but the guy I'm seeing thinks I'm nuts now. I'm pretty sure after watching it with me, <laughs> to be honest with you, Rossing and I were both laughing at this because yes. of the dark humor within this film itself. Right. Especially the stuff with the chef. Right. And I'm, I'm just cracking up laughing because he's just so in tune with everything, taking it in so seriously. Right. And that's what you're laughing at, basically
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a funny, dark, um, (laughs) it's a funny, dark comedy. And I, I remember talking to John earlier and saying this movie, it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's, it's really good, but it is hilarious. Um, um, after our bread course, what do we have next, John? Our, we had the, um, Third, of course, is our, our t- the taco. Taco
0: Tuesday. And taco Tuesday, a memory. I love how he explains this. I love how he explains Taco Tuesday. Do it, John. Tell them. And he has like a background of his own story about <laughs> Taco Tuesday. And you think it's going to be this fun, glory thing. And this is what makes me laugh. Because I remember I was just sitting <laughs> with my mom on a t- on a Tuesday, getting ready to enjoy a taco. When my dad came home, he was drunk. And it was not a pleasant taco Tuesday for me right. and as a young kid. I decided to take it, take some scissors and try to stab him right. in, in the leg. Right. But you know, kids, the, the, when you're a kid, you don't think about that. You would, right. uh, I would actually have gone for the throat. <laughs> So please enjoy it. Taco Tuesday <laughs> with the scissor. With a scissor. With the scissors inside
1: of the chicken breast. And here's another thing: the tortillas. The tortillas.
0: The tortillas um, made me laugh because. Oh my gosh! And he said this is the first time that he's ever went yes. and did the whole entire deal where he's actually implementing um, pictures on the tortilla shells.
1: Right, In and
0: each picture
1: depicts something at a table. So it tells you what's what what, about each of them. And I love when, um, the, when you get to the guys and they open theirs up and they see the wire transfers, the, (laughs) all of that. And they're all looking at each other. Like, how did he get this? Okay. Because they're in trouble. This shit that they're doing is illegal. Um, also the older couple, um, they're sitting there and there's infidelity there and that's the problem with them. And you see, you know, the the anniversary. I thought that was cute. And then you see the pictures. And remember, the wife is talking to the husband like, where do we know Margot from? And he's like, oh, we've never met her. We, we don't know her. And then you see the pictures on the on on their tortillas. And then you see, you see the, go ahead.
0: You see, I thought that Margot was actually just uh, someone that was just, the wife was just questioning. I didn't think that she was actually on the Tortillo Trail itself. I was just thinking that there was another mistress that he was sleeping with. Right. And that was who was on the shell and she was questioning who it was. That was just how I took it.
1: Uh, Well, before that, remember, before they were served that, the wife had had saw Margo and was asking the husband, like, she looks familiar. Margo herself looks familiar before they even Mm. served that dish. So I saw the picture on there, which I don't think is the picture of Margo. But we do find out what Margot does for a living, you know, and maybe right. the interaction with the the husband and knowing him we find you know later on, but at that point, no, it didn't look like it, but the husband is definitely you know mm-hmm. there's a clear picture of him with some young lady and um and then they have the picture I love when Tyler looks at his picture because his is of they have a picture of him taking a picture of the food that very day that second seconds before. And how he freaks out about it because he just pissed the chef off.
0: Yeah, and not to mention this—this this is also another thing that winds up happening. Was chef goes up to the one who's having infidelity, who's actually having the affair, and he said, "I bet you can't even remember one dish that I ever served you." And he's like, "Uh, uh," and then the wife goes, "It was the cod. It was the cod." <laughs> right. And he goes, it was the kind of no, you donkey. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden right. I could think of Shrek. Donkey. Right,
1: right, right. <laughs> because they've been there 11 times. That couple had been to that restaurant 11 times. And you've been there that many times with this world-renowned, amazing chef, you know, Gordon Ramsay. And you can't remember what Gordon Ramsay fed you each time you've come. It, it was for the prestige of just being there. That's all it was, you know. It wasn't about his food. It was just to be able to say, "Oh, we we go there all the time."
0: You right. Know? And then at that point, that's when they take the cleaver and cut off the uh, guy's ring finger and gives okay. the ring over to his wife. Okay. And and then that's when uh, the critics critics are like, "Okay, is this a bit? What's going on no, here?" I mean, they thought it was actually acting. Right. It,
1: because you, you you I mean. Wh- you don't expect that to happen. And and the problem with what the reason why he got his finger cut off, because he was like, I'm done. I'm done. We're out of here. Get your get your coat. Let's get up and go. And little did they know, oh no, oh no, no one's leaving. And you know, so you know, the, the husband that mentioned something over by hand or something, I'm leaving here, and and uh Elsa or Elisa <laughs> comes over and says, Which finger do you prefer? And you're like as a guest, what are they talking about? And they take his hand. One of the sous chef comes over with the butcher and just takes his freaking finger off. And did he not cry like a baby? Like you, I did. felt his pain.
0: I would be, I would be in the same boat as him. But right. it, to be honest with you, but dude, you've messed up. You right. you've done screwed up. Right. You deserve to have your ring finger taken off because of the fact that you don't believe in the sacred of marriage. Absolutely. And then also too. You're also being a douchebag to this chef as well, because you've seen, you've been over to his restaurant over 11 times. Right. And you're treating something that's so sacred to him and passionate about it as if it was nothing, just like how he's treating his own marriage like it was nothing. Absolutely. So in a way, being uh, friends with a chef or going to see a chef is like a marriage to him, which is like a friendship to him. And to see what he's doing, he doesn't like it.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. And and he mentioned, uh, you know, you, you also see his mother is in this restaurant as well. She has her own little table next to the kitchen and she's hammered. She's just hammered. And I remember, you know, I, I was about to say, I remember sitting there in the restaurant. Anyways, I remember that's how I feel like I was. I felt like I was a guest at this restaurant the whole time. But you're looking at her and she's just life is drained out of her. She's been drinking for it seems like months on end. She doesn't know what's going on. And, and, and you're, I remember just looking over and you see Tyler or Margo or the people looking over like, what's this about? And then he explains when he talks about Taco Talk Tuesday about his family, his mother. And basically his mother's not crap any, in, anyways, because, I mean, she wasn't a, a great mother at all. And he explains right. that later on. That's why she's there.
0: And then Jeremy London gets killed.
1: That, that meal was called, um, that was the fourth course and it was called the mess. And oh. this meal was bone marrow, veggies, beef. And the thing about this meal was it was pressure cooked. Okay. And it's pressure cooked for a reason because Jeremy, he, he cooked the mess and John's going to tell you a little bit about Jeremy and the mess and tell him how they, they prep for the mess. Okay.
0: Okay. So basically they get this plastic saran wrap in the background. You don't know why it's there or anything to begin with. He calls Jeremy up to the front and he says to Jeremy, he said, so you think you're the better chef than I am chef? Yes, chef. You think that you can, you you can cook better than I can? Yes, chef. So I'm going to ask you again. Do you think that you're a better chef? Yes. And so basically to make himself make, uh, the main chef the better chef he makes jeremy take his own self out how did he that's do the that way comes. that's the message i huh
1: how did he do that though i mean you got to tell how he did that
0: he goes on ahead hands t- him a gun <laughs> he takes the gun shoots himself in the uh, puts it in his mouth blows his brains out right. brains go splashing onto the uh back <laughs> of the uh of the plastic saran wrap right. they take the saran wrap down wraps him up wraps jeremy london up and takes them out and then i'm like "Ooh, okay. that was that was so just
1: i wasn't expecting that like i knew something was going to happen but that's something i was not expecting and when that happens the climax of the film happens i mean everyone's freaking out we you still were i mean i'm thinking is this a show there's no way this this chef just shot himself and that's when you realize, okay, we're in for a ride here. This is some this is not a skit. Something is is horrible going on. And they wrap him up and take him out. And all of the sous chefs behind Chef are just they have no emotion. Like they're just they're like robots, you know, nothing, no emotion. But that was freaky. I wasn't expecting that. That just shocked.
0: Yes. And then for the fifth course, which begins with um then there's also another thing that happens within this, though, too. Harlan's oh, right. angel investor, Doug Barak, to whom Salak had to relinquish ownership for the restaurant to stay afloat during the COVID-19 pandemic, is then drowned.
1: Right. They have him. They got him hung up over the ocean, attached some <laughs> some angel wings, beautiful angel wings to him. He's 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 portrayed as the fallen angel. And they all look, and they're looking out because this is a glass restaurant, okay? So they're seeing him hang from a, whatever a helicopter, whatever the hell it was, and he's just lowering him down. And this was his investor, and drowned him. And he did that for a reason. He he's he's offended by people that don't appreciate what he does. Doesn't don't appreciate the food, what, the lint that he goes through to to create. And the investor had said some horrible things, and and wanted to direct him on how to do his menu. So he had to go. And you realize, oh my god, that like the, the chef is a psycho. He's mm-hmm. an absolute psycho. I mean, that's it's Lord he's Baltimore. Psycho. Of course, yeah. he is. Yeah, he's psycho. <laughs> yeah, that that scene was that was so messed up. Drowning that man. Like You see the bubbles.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes. He goes. He, he, I like how he looks at the window. It's quiet. It's quiet. <laughs> Quiet, quiet Yeah, <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> And uh Love the But woman. I also like how they tease The angel wings though too because you see it Coming outside the window oh, And nice. then you're like what the hell is this up for what, What's right. going on? What's up with the angel wings and when you see it It's so right. grotesque it shocks you But right. yeah the little thing it, It's so quiet It's, it's, quiet. <laughs> that? it's so quiet It's really quiet
1: But yeah <laughs> He's doing it right too. When you guys watch this film, you're gonna think back at John doing this, and you're gonna be like, he was dead on because that's exactly right. how. And he whispered that he really did. So, I mean, so that was that was um our 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 we had our palate cleanser, you know, mm-hmm. um which is a wild bergamot and red uh, clover tea. Somewhere in there, though, we're
0: we're getting to man's folly. Mm-hmm. They are, and, yeah. Um then after that winds up happening, we have the fifth course, which begins right. with Solak allowing himself to be stabbed by Catherine, a female employee whom he sexually harassed. Right. The female guests dine with Catherine while the male guests are given a chance to escape. Now, this is what makes me laugh. This, this, this scene cracks me up. right? right. Because it's like, Okay, you are a dumb bunch of assholes. We're gonna go on ahead and let you run, and we're just gonna sit back and watch you get captured. Right. That's just like typical women. I'm just gonna say it. The women will allow our, uh, allow us to go on ahead and be like, "Look, you guys are dumb enough to go ahead and run, run, go on, have fun, go ahead, run." Go I on. love when I love when Tyler's
1: just standing up there, like he's cause, you know at this point Tyler thinks that the the chef is just impressed by him and and all this stuff. So Tyler's like. Not running. Tyler just stands there and Chef looks over and it's like, You 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 can run too. And then Tyler, <laughs> and Tyler takes off. And so they're all running because they're they're given a chance to escape. They can leave. And um, I love how the finance escape,
0: dude. I like how the finance people, the the guy is actually the first one to get like a five-second head start before. Yes. <laughs> they were gone.
1: That, that was so funny. Before he can say you can escape. He was gone. And then they have the maitre d' who has the the, the, the timer in his hand because, you know, th- they play by the rules. They absolutely play by the rules. They give the guys a head start. How are they going to get off this island and escape? I don't know because you arrive by, by a boat, but they all are running like they know where they're going and it's hilarious. And so the the timer goes off and then they, they send the sous chefs off to go and go and see if they can find them. And, um, I thought it was funny that the one guy that was, uh, in the chicken coop mm-hmm. and, and, and they had to, it was, a, it was just, a uh, another course that they, uh, had served him. And it was like an, in a gold egg. Do you remember that course? And the, yeah. uh, this, this chef goes up to him as he's hiding in the chicken coop saying, and the next, <laughs> and we have a little taste of, yes. So I thought that was funny. And the women being in a restaurant being able to talk to Catherine, the sous chef that was sexually harassed by Chef, and uh, the one lady's like, "So are we gonna die?" And she's like, "Oh, absolutely. We're, we're all gonna die. Everyone's gonna die." And we also find out at that that point that Margot is actually her name's actually Erin, it's not Margot, and she's from a small town in uh, Massachusetts, and um, she's she's exactly what Chef. She's a commoner. She's like us. She's not she's not like them.
0: And she wasn't supposed to be there. Right. Even he says it, though, too, when she's in the bathroom. He goes, what's your name? He goes, what the fuck difference does it make? Mm -hmm. What my Mm -hmm. name is. And I'm sorry, YouTube. Um, But yeah. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, he's like, well, what's the difference does it make? And he said, you're not supposed to be here. He goes, but he's giving her an option to work in the kitchen to be away from them because she doesn't fit in with the narrative of what he wants to do. And the menu is going to be ruined because she's there.
1: Right. She wasn't supposed to be there. She was just uh, a the bystander. That's, that, that's it. And she was given a choice. You could be a, give, a giver or taker, you know, and he looked at them, the elites as takers and and her as a giver, you know, the, the people in the kitchen helping out, you know, you know, uh, sweeping, doing all that, your janitors. And so um, and so and she had two meals, I think, two courses that she mm-hmm. had enough time to choose whether she was going to go on his side or, you know, stay with him.
0: Right. Because in between chef said that I'll take 15 minute breaks in between each right. one. So that way you can make up your mind. Right. So we showing mercy to somebody that's completely an outsider as right. if we're actually part of the outside world as well, because we're commoners. Exactly. So therefore we're with her with this ride through this whole entire perspective. Absolutely. But I like how they catch Now, this is actually my favorite thing. When George Diaz gets caught and then he's, and this is John Locuizamo's character. He comes in and then Lynn is looking at him like, what the hell? He goes, I almost got away. (laughs) She goes, yeah, sure you did. No, I really did. If it wasn't for my leg cramping. Right. (laughs) It, It was
1: so demoralizing that all these men end up one by one coming back into the restaurant, didn't escape. And it was just, it was sad for them because I thought that maybe one of them would escape. But when you see them all walk back in there and just, no, it didn't happen. So so we get ready for our sixth course. And our sixth course, well, no, our seventh course is, um, no, 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 no. We're still on man's folly.
0: Yeah, yeah we're still on man's folly. We're still on man's folly. We're not
1: even near the, the, the seventh course.
0: No, we're not allowing ourselves to be still. Okay, then we were on the fifth course. Happened. Our fifth course was that, and then Solik explains that each guest was invited because they either contribute to him losing his position for his craft or because they are making a living off exploiting the work of artisans and workers like him and his team. He announces that everyone present will be dead by the end of the night because yes. margaret's presence was unplanned this is what we were talking this is actually in my nose right. solely privately gives her the choice of dying either with the staff or the gas right. when he right. hesitates he chooses the uh he chooses the farmer for her margaret right. is actually uh, uh, unmasked as an escort
1: yes that's right she's an escort he uh, tyler had had bought her and, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in between that because chef also has a conversation with Margot about the fact that she hasn't eaten anything. She hasn't, and he takes offense to that. You know, she hasn't eaten anything. She's already, it's, you know, has, it has let everyone know, or at least Tyler know that she's just not impressed by anything, you know, to her, this is not food. And he, he, he takes an interest in her because everyone else is like kissing his behind and just, you know, oh, everything's great. And and she's just not she's not doing that so he knows that she's different but she totally messes up everything because she's not supposed to be there she's a giver she's not a taker you know she's just like him you know you she grew up in a trailer park in massachusetts so that's a little bit about her um and the part where uh he ends up trusting her to go to the smokehouse to go get that barrel that he needs and right. his, you know, his assistant, Al- Alyssa, Alisa, um, she's quite jealous of that because she usually handles that. And so Margot gets the key and goes to the smokehouse. And this is an awesome scene
0: that happens between well, Margot and the woman. Go ahead. Before that, we actually have one other thing that I really love. And this is my favorite okay. scene in this movie is where he makes an ass out of Tyler. Oh yes, absolutely. This yes, is, this yes. is the, my favorite part. This is something yes. Gordon Ramsay would do yes. to someone that thought that they knew it all. Right. If especially if you're just a someone that's actually whining and dining. Right. But Tyler was as zealous in his desire to participate in slow's craft that he kept right. it secret and hired Margaret to replace his girl ex girlfriend for the evening because Arthur did not offer to uh, seat for parties of one. So like right. invites Tyler to cook, then right. humiliates him in front of everyone that's by insulting right. his food. And he picks the most, I'm going to be honest with you. Lamb is the most hardest thing to to cook.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm talking to
0: myself, this is how you know you're not a cook, right? You do not pick the hardest thing that you cannot cook. Right. You pick the easiest thing that you can't cook. Right. Cause that's what Gordon Ramsey said. You don't pick the easiest one. If you're just starting out, and everything, you pick the easiest one that you can actually find to cook. You don't find the hardest one that you can right. cook. Um, but he winds up doing the lamb. Oh, gosh. He ruins the lamb. Oh, Throw oh, some gosh. bullshit together. And I like right. how this is actually oh, the serving God. dish. Tyler's bullshit.
1: <laughs> Undercooked lamb, an edible shallot, leek butter sauce, and an other lack of cohesion. Tyler's dish. And I, I I was actually I thought that Tyler was going to go up there and like show like he can cook, like he's got this opportunity because I, I at this time I'm still thinking that he can cook, he can do something cuz he knows so much about it. So I was shocked when I saw him nervously chopping up the onions with the peel in and everything on it. And then and then he's he's shaking and then that's when I realized, "Oh my god, he's a fake. He he's not a cook. He's he is a fan of this guy because the lamb was raw, it was horrible. That's why Chef named it Tyler's bullshit. Bullshit. And chef ends up whispering something in Tyler's there because when when chef is is tasting Tyler's dish, Tyler's all excited to the point where there's tears in his eyes because his 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 the guy his iconic chef that he looks up to is tasting his food. What an honor. And so he thinks that chef is getting ready to say something positive. me too. I thought that too. But no, he didn't. He was like, this is horrible. Tyler's just like, oh, my gosh, the tears that comes down. And then Chef whispers something in his ear. And John,
0: what was that? I can't remember exactly what he said. Maybe you. Um, Well, he
1: he whispered whatever he whispered in Tyler's ear. Tyler then walks away. And a little bit later, we see him hanging. So Mm -hmm. what I got was. Go kill yourself.
0: Mm hmm. You humiliated like, me. You know you're yes. wasting my time with my staff. Right. You're wasting my time. with your bullshit dish. Right. And now it's time for you to go and die. Right. Go kill
1: yourself. And he does that. And he goes mm-hmm. and hangs himself. And mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, Margot's when Margot's going to to the smokehouse after this, and she sees Tyler hanging there. And I love how she looked, and then just went on and start walking because Tyler knew that everybody was going to die. He knew that chef gave him eight months to, 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 to to get prepared for this. So Tyler, when he, when he chose Margot to go with him because his girlfriend broke up with him and he couldn't have a one table uh, section or or whatever seat, there had to be two people. So he chose to to buy Margot, pay Margot to go with him, but he didn't tell her that this was going to be like a final meal, you know? So him hanging himself is you feel you don't care because right. he deserves that for, for lying to this girl
0: and, and getting her there for his own a matter of fact, a matter of fact, you and I both said it, he had the most punchable face in this, in Absolutely. this uh, whole movie.
1: Absolutely. He did. And that's before I knew anything about him. There was just something about him when they when the movie started and you just look at him, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so John asked me that and I'm like, yeah,
0: I punched, I punched Tyler in the face. Same. He deserves, He has a punchable face. I'm just going to yes. say it. I just can't stand people like that. Right. But right. as you mentioned about the barrel that needed yes. and, and then of course you wind up seeing the fact that you have the waitress that has been waiting hand and foot with this right. chef and right. she took it as a taste of dishonor yes. and she and Margaret winds up getting the barrel but at the same time she's having to have this whole entire match up inside the kitchen. And oh I love this gosh. part. My favorite yes. part is where she gets a coffee pot and just, and it's one of those uh, industrial coffee right. pots. Right. And just whacks her upside the head with it. She goes down to the ground. Then she goes on ahead. Uh, she's like a total badass. Just, right. And it's like looking at her wailing out a keg for a party. <laughs> and she just like, I'm here, bitches. Rolls it a- down. And I'm like, yeah. She it, And Chef is like very impressed with her. Also, too, while she's inside the chef's home, Right. She's looking at his employee of the month thing on the wall. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. So we cooked common food before actually becoming big. So my initial thoughts was this, this guy is miserable with his own life. Right. He's getting tired of dealing with the uncommon folk to the point where he lost his passion and his flame for what he loves to do Yes, to the point where he, that's all he's doing. He misses just being so simple. Right, And that's what I'm thinking is he lost his flame, he lost his passion and now he's stuck.
1: Could you see pictures of, you know, pictures, she's looking at pictures of him in a newspaper and there was one picture Mm -hmm. that he was smiling and really happy. And I think he had a cheeseburger joint or he was making it, it was a cheeseburger joint.
0: Right. And that's what made
1: me think. Exactly. The beginning of a chef, just something small, just cheeseburgers. But he was so happy in the picture. He looked so happy. So when he was telling Lillian about how you you reviewed me and you gave me horrible reviews at time like they sucked the life out of him the energy out of him everyone that he invited he invited for a reason um and lillian being there was the one that just sucked yeah just it was horrible the things that she was right that she would write but while Margot is in his in his little home his room she does spot a radio and when she sees that it's like there's my ticket there's a freaking radio i can call for help and 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 i i this scene was so awesome that i really love this scene because it was messed up when you find out that wh- what it was so margo comes back into the restaurant chef sits her down and margo fought for her life so she comes back just blood on her face blood on her dress she sits down there And everyone's kind of just looking and no one's really saying anything, but you see the, 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 what is it? The coast guard. Yep.
0: The coast guard's coming out there. The
1: coast guard that's coming there and everyone's looking and she's so proud of herself because she called for help and everyone's excited. She's smiling and she's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Like I did that. I called for help. And so they're all proud of her. And then our, our, our coast guard comes inside and, John, you take it from there because this is a great. So theme. the
0: first thing that he does is uh, he looks at Diaz, and it's actually yes. a Sunday afternoon or something like that, which is right. like a really bad film, and that's right. also why the chef even invited him there in the first place. He goes, "I remember you. Right. I loved your movies <laughs> up until my Sunday was ruined by your <laughs> by your film, and I really didn't enjoy it, and then." <laughs> So then you have this Coast Guard that comes in, total different vibe going with him. Right. He goes, man, I loved your film. I loved that Sunday afternoon movie or whatever it was called. Right. Hey, can I get your autograph? He goes, Yeah, man. Yeah, let me go on ahead. And he says, nine help, nine one one. And then he gets out his gun. He goes, Okay, everybody, get down now. And every and everybody's a suspect. Get down. All the right. chefs, get away from the t- get away from the burners. And then you wind up seeing him take the gun, go into where the candle is and lights the uh, light. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> it
1: was a lighter. The gun was a lighter. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was a he was a sous chef. He was part of the freaking chef's group, you know. And I, I, I really thought he I was like, they're going to help like he's going to help them. He's here. And I love how everyone is cussing out the chef. We got you now, buddy. We got you. And they're just going off on the chef. Just they're happy because the life, the the Coast Guard's here with a gun. And when he does that and the gun's a freaking lighter, I was like, what? What? That was a skit. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. And then I'm like, you guys are screwed now. You really upset him now. And mm-hmm. so we get ready for our our final dish, and we're going to do s'mores. And I love the s'mores. You got to tell them about the
0: s'mores. Okay. Well, first off, Margaret <laughs> winds up saying, "Hey, chef. Yeah, you know what oh, I would yes, really yes. like? Yes, I would love. Thank you. I would love a hamburger. Right. Goes. What kind of hamburger? How do you like it cooked? Medium. Okay. Um, I would like American cheese. American cheese is perfect because it doesn't split. Right. You got in. He goes, all right, can I get french fries? Which kind? Crinkle fries or regular fries? What kind of fries? Regular. Okay. Well, can we do that? Yeah. We, we, ha- we sell the fryer on, chef. Okay, good. <laughs> so they go on ahead. They fry the, uh, they do the burger. Chef, really? You could tell the chef is actually in tune with it because the way, oh, nice. not only the music, but just his passion is back. And then he gives it to her. He goes, can I have it in a to-go uh, to box? Yes, you can. He gives her a bag, gives her a right. gift box, and she walks out. Right. He's like, deuces, see ya. And then right. then there's that one, that Smorfs thing. Now, yes. he goes, so our final course of the evening is going to be smorphs. smorphs. And he ends up making human-sized smorphs okay. out of them. That's awesome, and so awesome. he puts marshmallows on them, puts this chocolate <laughs> syrup on them. Guess, guess they even give them a going away bag to make it look like right. they're actually going to leave. Present them actually,
1: with checks
0: to pay and all that stuff. Right. Yes, yes. And uh, you know, uh, uh, let me ask you something. Okay. Did you notice in the shape of what they were making on the out on that on that view from the oh, top? The birds, the bird's eye view. Yeah. No, it was burners. It was a burner. Was it really? Yeah, I didn't think of it like this, but it, yeah, he made a burner out of those people, basically no in the shape way. of a burner. Didn't even like didn't, you see it, on and a they stove. Kept
1: showing that view, the bird's eye view, and I just saw the I thought the painting like the the, the way they were doing, but no, I never I never realized that. Yeah,
0: because once they once he said that the final dish is going to be a smorf, right. you can see what it is. It's actually a stove. It looks like wow. So. He goes, okay. so we're going to make s'mores, but they made s'mores out of them. So therefore, they are the dessert. They are the menu, which is why they said everybody's going to die tonight, including the chefs that worked with him. Yeah. And then after that, Margaret winds up getting on the Coast Guard boat. She eats her hamburger and she just watches it burn.
1: It was. And and as she's eating her, her hamburger and she's sitting there, you know, she looks around and I love how. It captures the 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 restaurant blowing up, and you see it in her eyes. the the Her eye color changes by the bright, you know, yellows and and oranges of the fire. But um, I thought this was just a really fun movie. It, I had a great time watching. it. I've seen it twice. I'll watch it again. Um, it was r- John four times. <laughs> it was a really good film. It was fun. I, I it was in and out. It didn't drag on too long. I, I really I really liked
0: the film. That's something that I wanted to mention, too. It's only an hour and 47 minutes long, but it's not a slow-pacing movie. You're right in there right when they walk up to the dock. Yeah. So you're fresh in with these characters, just as Margaret is actually fresh in with these characters, too, for the very first time. So, you know, it's a very good journey. It's a very good movie. I definitely recommend it. Now, my question is this. Would you want to see a prequel to this? Um, Or or do you think that Margaret would actually hmm. carry on the legacy of the chef?
1: That would be interesting. I would love to see that. I, I think that'd be a cool take for her to take on the legacy of the chef. Th- yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. Definitely. I think
0: so, too. I think it'd be a different take since the chef is dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so traumatizing. Dead. Who's to say that it couldn't happen to her where she's like, you know what? I think I'll go to culinary school. I think I'll go on ahead and be right. a chef. Right.
1: D- that I can see that happening. I absolutely do. I, I think they could do it again. Um... I, all, all around the, the characters, the, mm-hmm. the way everything was approached. It was really good. And and to wait until um um Jeremy's dish, when that's the the, the epic part of the the movie when you realize, oh my gosh, they're gonna die. I just I, I loved it. And I loved how it was coursed out. It it took you through a menu, you know, so each scene had something going on with each, you know, um course that you that you end up enjoying it was it was uh i like the way they did that it was really cool and the food looked awesome and amazing and yeah
0: great movie fantastic movie can't wait to review another film with you rossi this is always fun (laughs) to be able to do this uh thank you thank you so much for doing this review this has been this has been a lot of fun
1: absolutely thank you so much before we go, I would like to just let everyone know that March 13th, I'm going to be on the Backlook Cinema podcast with Zoe and, um, what is it, Alonzo and them. Um, is it Alonzo or Alfonso? Alonzo. Alonzo, yes. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and um, you guys can check me out on their podcast Monday. Oh, by the way, don't you have something to be given away right now? Oh, shoot, guys. So, listen. John and I have this awesome gift that we're going to give you guys. So we have a um, a free downloadable um, copy of the video game God of War Ragnarok. So if you have a PlayStation 5. And John, what, what's the trivia question that we're going to
0: give to our podcast listeners? What was the fourth uh, meal that was served in the menu?
1: So the fourth meal that was served in the menu. You guys can email movie lovers, um, what movie lovers unite at gmail.com. Or you can email uh, Rossi talks at gmail.com. And uh, whoever hits us up first, um, you'll get that downloaded. We'll send you that code and um, DM you that. So the fourth
0: course of that meal. So there you go. So there you go, guys. Go on ahead, get that Ragnarok uh, digital code. Go on ahead, hit us up. And always until next time, guys, have a great and safe night and we'll see you on the next one.